jungle. We've got fun and games. We got everything you want, honey. We know the name. I'll make a loud noise so I can synchronize it. <laughs> hey there, skips and skipperettes from all across the vast electronic wasteland known only as Internet Land. And welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. Uh, you may have noticed a small change to the podcast. Um, there's video. Whoa. Apparently in the last two years, video technology has been invented. So it's very exciting. That's exciting. Uh, we we may do more video things. We may not. But you may also notice I'm not sitting alone. Uh, today I'm joined by Skipper Freddie Martin. How do you do? Uh, who is well known amongst the internet circles. Um uh, I mean, gosh, with uh, themed adventure, themed attraction, theme attraction is and, a podcast, and yeah. backside of water. I'm on backside of water, yeah. and and as well as uh, doing some stuff with uh, Did You Know Disney mm-hmm. and uh, the Tales from the Jungle Cruise podcast, you, which you, you were, may have heard. Yeah, of. you were definitely uh, on our last season, and we had a good chat and sit down and uh, had a great time talking. So uh, here's what's going on. Uh, as many of you know, in September of 2017, I left the podcast arena because I was going back to uh, the Disney employment and uh, I could not be producing content at the same time that I was doing things there. Um, partially out of, you know, I could have, but I wanted to protect the people who I was working with. I didn't want to uh, have a chance that someone I was interviewing would have a conflict of interest. So I decided it was time to step off from that. I didn't expect I'd be at the park uh, for terribly long, but I wound up being there for two years. Uh, I did have to spend some time in the big green box, uh, the Indiana Jones adventure, which is my nemesis. Um, but yeah, so it came back, uh, spent some time with the Jungle Cruise. And I now that I've left the company, I wanted to spend some time with Freddie here and talk about... Um, the experience of going back, uh, kind of where I'm thinking as far as where the podcast is going to go. Uh, we can talk about a lot of stuff. We have two years of news that we really haven't talked about. Uh, so I pulled out my jungle boats, pulled out my microphone, pulled out my friend over here. <laughs> and uh, we also have uh, solicited for questions from our Facebook audience. Um, couple little neat notes about the podcast over the last couple of years. We have surpassed three and a half million downloads. Shut up. No, you didn't know that? Really? Yeah. I remember when you got a million. Yep. Wow, yeah, that's great. No, we, uh, yeah, we're, we're solidly at three and a half million downloads. Wow. Um, we have uh, the Skipper Store is launched, which is our uh, t-shirts and uh, pillows. We have six or seven artists now that are designing for that. That's up on uh, T Public. It's great stuff. Uh, yeah, really, I mean, really quality stuff. You um, you picked some great artists who mm-hmm. get the get the vibe and well, the uh, skipper Richard Wallace. I mean, yeah. Richard is fantastic. He did the art for our two card games that we did. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Kickstarters in the future. Um, yeah, but we, we just put a new one up. That's uh, Skipper Ash, yeah. who uh, did the the creature from the Black Lagoon in the jungle hippo pool with the hippos, <laughs> which is one of my favorite pieces of jungle art that I've seen in a while. Uh, so yeah, so uh, welcome, Kungaloosh. Kungaloosh. Uh, Freddie's also very involved in the the Tiki community. Well, I get to hang around with some yeah. of those folks, like the, the Tiki Tony and. Uh, um, uh, yeah. David Skipper, uh, <laughs> Doctor David Skipper, yeah. and all those all those cats. There's a bunch of great cats uh, involved in the um, the tiki world, and I think um, I like to talk about that a, a little bit. Is that you know with this um, we'll get to it in a minute, but yeah. the the Jungle Cruise movie with El Rock mm-hmm. is Wait, I haven't heard about that. No, I'm sure you haven't. But it it 
Look, there was a time when the Pirates of the nobody cared about pirates, and then the Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out, and it did so well uh, that there was this whole pirate resurgence. People remember the Jerry Seinfeld uh, oh, show, shirt. and he shirt. didn't. I don't want to be a pirate, right? Nobody wanted pirates, and then suddenly there were pirates, and it did so much for even that community. I have a good friend. Uh, Lauren for, Hoskins for, used to be a used for, to be a for skipper. the pirate community. Yeah, I, for the pirate community, there's yeah, a whole big doing pirate. well in Somalia. Yeah, as a matter of <laughs> oh, fact, it's a very big uh, um, piracy. Is just well, it's it's come and gone. Well, Napster, um, Napster has has ebbed. So, but I got a good friend who was in who is in the pirate industry um, <laughs> and made, really made his way, and um, it, it 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 did something. It was their time for right. people who were into pirates. Yes. That was their time, and now for people who are into <laughs> jungle and tiki and all that stuff, the adventure yes. stuff with the Society of Explorers and Adventures coming up yep. as as this mega theme at the parks. This is our time. Yeah. This is a time where the uh, marketing uh, juggernaut that is mm-hmm. Disney is going to raise up a lot of stuff, and oh, then pretty soon we're going to have a lot of stuffed toys, yeah. and then we're going to feel like, boy, it's over. Yeah, well, eventually when I, I, you know, when I can get a Skipper Frank uh, plush that I can sleep with, then my oh, life is complete. Okay, with that. okay, um, sure. But well, I mean, I remember, you know, when the Country Bears movie came out, then it was a big time for avoiding the Country Bears. It really was. Uh, it was that unfortunate. Was, that was a painful. Yeah, painful yeah. Sometimes movie. they hit. Sometimes they you don't. Know. We yeah. still don't have a Haunted Mansion movie where they. No, speaking of. no. Guillermo needs to. Uh, yeah, to really get on take that, that over. Uh, did you see? Uh, we're going to way off topic at various points, but did you see the? Uh, animated Haunted Mansion uh, opening that came out. So there was a, a spec script, I guess, that had gone out there for Haunted Mansion, and they had done enough animation to do the opening for a kids' animated oh, show I did for the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, and um, they ended up not going anywhere. And the artist responsible leaked that video, which is now I think pulled down everywhere. Uh, but it was a young girl who lived in the mansion who would yeah. step into paintings yeah. that would take her into these worlds and uh, and into these oh, different it stories. Perfect. It was beautiful. I mean, it's uh, definitely something I wish they would explore somehow. They got to do something. Like yeah. That. But no, it's it's the Renaissance for uh, men of a particular age. Um, <laughs> we have you know Shoot. Ducktales season two. <laughs> it is. Uh, oh oh, I'm excited about the the poster that came out from D23 with. Uh, Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Penny, you knew that. You knew that adult, was coming. An adult Penny in the Darkwing Duck costume, oh fighting crime. Ah, yeah. good stuff. Monterey Jack is making a return. We're we're Chippendales we're going Rangers. back. They they know who's going to pay the money, and they know who's going to take their kids there. And it is uh, it is nostalgia gone wild. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, so well, let's start this off. So I did, uh, I did go back to the Disney parks in September of 2017 uh, due to a uh, an error, shall we say, in the paperwork side of things. Uh, they put me at the Indiana Jones Adventure first and would not train me back at the jungle for four months. Okay, you're jumping way ahead. So give okay, me, okay, uh, you're, you're jumping way. Ahead. I didn't mean to jump. So um, for, for those who have listened to the show. Uh, Kyle interviews Jungle Script, Jungle Cruise skippers from way back. You had a 1955er, two 1955ers. You've had people from all eras, eras and, and errors, errors yeah. uh, throughout uh, the history of Disneyland. Um, really interesting people who have mm-hmm. spent had their summer in the jungle, and then they um, 
then they went off to do other things. Yep. Some of them, um, you know, had only just recently left. Some had left 40 years ago and, um, you know, it was a shining time in their life, but definitely different than it is now. Yep. So to me, Kyle, I'm super interested in the transition that happened mm-hmm. in your head and your heart that after talking to all these skippers sort of sparked the desire, the need, the uh, impulse to say, wait, wait, wait. I keep talking about yeah. one day going back. Well, what made it happen? Well, there were a couple things. Uh, so I started with the resorts. Uh, for those of you who I've done an episode uh, where I talked about my own story and kind of gave a little history. But uh, in 2001, I went and uh, was there for the California Venture opening. Yeah. And then in 2003, I jumped over to the Disneyland side and went to the Jungle Cruise, was super excited. Uh, I wouldn't say I had been a Jungle Cruise aficionado. It was my favorite attraction, but I wasn't a diehard jungle person uh, at the time. And then I was there on and off until 2008. Uh, One of the major things that happens is when you work at Disney for that time, I found that I was increasing my girth uh, faster than I was increasing my paycheck. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I left... One was getting larger, one was was getting getting smaller. smaller. Uh, When I left, I had just broken 300 pounds. Uh, Wow. One of the big positives of going back uh, was that I I was able to drop almost 100 pounds in the last 10 years. So working at uh, the jungle and getting all the exercise and avoiding the uh, food from the (laughs) in-between was a major plus for me. Uh, So yeah, so I left in 2008 uh, for family reasons, ended up not being able to come back. Um, In the last uh, seven years ago, we just had our anniversary of dating my wife and I. I've been together, and um, she is a professor at USC. I had an opportunity with where our finances were at, with where my photography business was at, uh, to say, you know what, I'm I'm shooting three days a month, four days a month, and I'm sitting at home not doing anything for a yeah. lot of the other time. And I said, you know what, I should just uh, – I, I was talking to Frank Rios, who Frank is uh, – an amazing jungle lead and scheduler and one of the people I've, I've known for years and years. And I was just offhandedly commenting to him and he says, well, you know, if you come back, I'll just, uh, I can give you as many opening shifts as you want. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, huh? It's like, yeah, no, no. Uh, if you want five days a week opening, you know, I'll make sure you're in there. And so that was April of 2017. And I made the phone calls and there were no, they, they didn't have any hiring for that summer. They had filled it up. They didn't have any attractions, jobs open. So we got around to August, and I went through the process, and uh, it was a phone interview. They had uh, stopped doing the in-person interviews at that time. Yeah. Uh, From what I hear, they're going back to that. They are starting to do panel interviews again, and they're doing less reliance on the phone interviews. I think that's uh, partially a function that uh, at times during the, the the Disney experience, you have points where there's more jobs than people. Yeah. And then there's times where you have more people than jobs. Yeah. And for a long time, they just had people galore. Now, with the minimum wage going up in Anaheim and a lot of other changes, I, I think that they're able to be a little bit more discriminate and about who they're bringing in. Um, you know, Disney's at $15 minimums now, and it goes up uh, sometime next year. I, I don't remember the exact date it goes up. So... You know, they're ahead of the minimum wage curve. They're finally ahead of Target. They're finally ahead of In-N-Out. Yeah, wow. Because uh, when I hired back in, it was 11 bucks an hour. Still. Really? Two That's only ago. just yeah. two years ago. Yeah, two years ago it was 11 bucks an hour. And, yeah. uh, you know, then we had a union negotiation and the went way up to 15 Yeah. So, but it was never about the money for me. Um, 
I just had an opportunity to. It not, was never about the money. It, on it, well, <laughs> I mean, look, I have passed a couple, anyway. of, a couple of years in my life where um, you know uh, a minimum wage ish level job was not my priority. I had other things going on uh, yeah. that were taking care of the bills. Um, you know, it's the joy of being a trophy husband. Um, <laughs> but no, I had the photography going on, and uh, there were some chances I was hoping to eventually get into. Uh, the park photography side of things. That was my goal was to go back, do jungle for a while and then start shooting for the resort again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I interviewed and, uh, went really well. And then, uh, I got a call a couple weeks, uh, later to come in for traditions. Um, that was actually, I think the biggest change people wanted to know, we have a list of questions, uh, from people on the Facebooks. Uh, and the question, one of the people said, what was the big difference on, uh, what were some of the differences of coming back? Uh, one of them was that the the traditions process was four days. Yeah. Wow. And it was the most notable noticeable change in how they treated their cast. Mm. Uh, it was a much bigger emphasis on show, a mm. much bigger emphasis on people's roles, a bigger emphasis on the story. It wasn't just, let's throw you through two days of training yeah. and get you out to your attractions. Yeah. It was guest interaction training out in the lands. It was the tip, I mean, it was the safety and, you know, all the other things Disney's known for. But it went from two days of training. And I, I had done Disney University back in 2008 and nine. I was there for two years. And from someone who knows how they do it, and is part of that training process and knowing that, uh, going in and saying, wow, this is just leaps and bounds of an improvement of what they were doing. Uh, very impressive. I mean, that was that was wow. a huge, huge plus uh, for that, that time. Who was president at the time? Um, you know? Was it still Chapek? Was Chapek no, came think, in later. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. I, you know, and I didn't really pay that much attention yeah, to right. that category. When I left, it, you know, Cynthia Harris had been out and it was a, Matt Wiemet was the uh, the president back yeah, in like, yeah. you know, oh, oh, 08, oh, 09, something along those lines. Yeah. So you come back and yep. uh, first day you look down at your little uh, uh, end, sheet. End and, of traditions. And, uh, and there's a mistake because the uh, orientation guy put my availability wrong. Ah. And the guy who's in charge of setting up all those schedules, who we had talked to repeatedly, and I had all the clearances from the managers to come back to Jungle, told me there's nothing he can do and they just have to ride with it for four months. And yeah. I I let out my hauler and thought about just saying, nope, yeah, I'll wait no six thanks. months. Yeah. But, you know, look, Indy's not my cup of tea. Mm. Um I, I've never loved that attraction from working it. It's great to ride, but it's never been one I enjoy working but I thought, you know what, let's get in the door. Maybe something will happen magically and I'll be able to, to get over to Jungle. It's actually the second time it happened when I was there. So this is my fourth time with the company. The third time, the exact same thing happened. Really? But that was a These year. These forgetful it was schedulers. eight months uh, between when I had India and when I had Jungle the second time, mm. or the, the, the prior time. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I learned it. I had a, a fantastic trainer and uh, some really good people over at Indy. I just... Could give yeah. a shit less about. Yeah, you're the, not uh, real interested in. I'm not the attraction I really care about. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That, it's there's... loud. I don't like the evacuation. The attraction is is in. It's 25 years old now. Yeah, and it definitely is showing its age. Mm. Uh, it had the the first four months I was there. I would say I saw more downtimes than I saw in the two and a half three years to cumulatively mm. that I knew the attraction. Wow. Before. Yeah. Uh, the. 
there's also on the thrill rides, there's this pace that is really well. It it uh, shift goes by really really yeah. quick. Oh, it does. Um, because it's just bam, 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 load, well, load, unload, load, unload. To some extent, the other the problem with indie is you've got that walk where you you're basically you have some people who are out of the attraction entrance. Yeah. You have some people that are down in the operation, actually doing ride dispatch. So there's a whole and you have people sitting in the film room watching that movie over and over. Yeah, right. Ro- rotating every twenty thirty minutes. Um, the, Solo. So you know when you look at something like. Space Mountain, where that dispatch is every twenty whatever. 20, oh my goodness! That's tw- every twenty eight seconds, where you have to have it, otherwise that ride can cascade and, yeah. and shut down. Or a Big Thunder Mountain, where the same thing. Indy, you actually have a little bit more flexibility because you can back the, the ride, ride up if you have to. Yeah, it can pause. Um, but a lot of the, the problems with Indy, it's a combination of vehicle issues, but also um, a lot of guests just didn't secure their stuff. Backpacks, Mm -hmm. uh, water bottles, things like that fall off the attraction. But yeah, yeah, I mean, Indy needs needs a pretty big rehab. It needs uh, a number of months of... um, being down and letting them just totally rebuild the thing. Yeah, yeah, it just, yeah. It's 25 years. It, it's just supposed to be the ride that you know would never have downtimes, and it just it needs some real TLC. Now, having said that, the new projection effects on the the doors as you go into the temple yeah, are amazing. Looks awesome. The the new Mara, all the projection effects are really really good. Uh, it it just is uh, operationally it needs a little bit of of love. Yeah. Okay, so you, you did your tour of duty there, yep. and they finally put you on the jungle. So I was, uh, if, if they were going by the official rules, yeah. there's a four-month or so window that you're in probation where you're on your one attraction. Uh, at four months and one day, uh, they had a call <laughs> out of a training shift. Yeah. And I had someone just call me and say, hey, do you want this jungle you know, training shift tomorrow? You'll be solo with a trainer. And, and I said, you know what? Absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, I think that they had seen that I I brought something back with me as far as my experience and as far as my work ethic and maturity. And so the the managers actually stepped up for me. Yeah. And uh, and they put me over there as quickly as possible. Wow. So uh, yeah, that was that was a, a, that was a bit of a blessing. That was pretty amazing. So let me paint a picture. Yep. It's 1989. Uh huh. May. May. Mid-June. Okay. It's June 1989. Yep. I walk out uh, of the backstage area on the backside of, uh, on the east side of Main Street, and I walk across into Adventureland in my brand new costume. Well, it wasn't brand new. Somebody yep. else's used costume sure. from yesterday. New but it you. felt new to new me. To you. And I walked around the corner with my little card, and I walked straight up to the jungle, uh, the, the box, the shipping office. Yep. And I said, I'm here for training. What, 5 a.m., something like that. Yeah. The smell of the water, mm-hmm. the sound effects um, all live, um, the, uh, the gray sky, mm-hmm. right? That's a, one thing that I just, Anaheim always had a gray morning. Yeah. Um, well, it, it's the, uh, the coastal marine Yeah, layer. the coastal marine, marine layer. layer. And, um, and there's just this moment of, Fear and excitement that I'm about to step into my first uh, Jungle Cruise. Did you did my tra- Jungle Cruise training? How did that feel? Do you remember your moment well, coming back? Well, and it, this I mean, time? it obviously was my third time, and there was a nine year nine year or so gap in between. Um, so one of the things that so obviously I'd gotten to know 
the jungle people, people who are working there yeah. over the four months. And uh, it was before there was the big shift for Galaxy's Edge to, to really pull a lot of that talent out. Yeah. Um, so I'd gotten to know people. So I knew who my trainer was going to be. And uh, Skipper Joey, who uh, I, I couldn't have gotten luckier in who my trainer was. Yeah. Uh, Joey is... Uh, spiritually as close to a big brother for a guy who's younger than me um, <laughs> that you can have. No, I mean, because big, tall dude, but um, similar senses of humor. Um, you know, he would say his is better, but, you know. Um, but, yeah, so getting to have him as a trainer and, uh, you know, so he as a trainer basically says, I have the best shift in the world because I have one trainee who knew the attraction who... They could have signed me off on my first day, but I, he gets paid for four. Yeah. So we took some nice long breaks and went to uh, went to the village house and had lunch there, you know, during the break times and uh, went and had a great time. So, yeah, it was yeah. definitely – it was a very relaxed and very positive training atmosphere. It would have been different if I'd come straight back to Jungle because yeah. I, there would have been fewer people that I knew. There were still some. There were a, That's a handful – your Randy Grants of the world, yeah. and uh, there were there were some people who were still there, uh, Skipper Arvin, uh, uh, Jason Ailey, Jason. So there were people who were there that I still knew. So that was that was exciting to have a little bit of that stepping back. Uh, it was interesting that uh, on I think day two or day three of the training, we're up at the loading area, and uh, this guy named Ben, who didn't know me but he'd been around the attraction for a couple of years. Uh, leans over to me as I'm training and says, uh, yeah, don't worry if it seems intimidating. You'll get the hang of it before too long. <laughs> and I, I just looked at him and I just went, you are a freaking idiot. Sir. <laughs> uh, if you only knew what I went through to get back here. Yeah, this. right. Um, That's similar. I won't, I, after my first summer, I came back. I think there was a three-month break in there. And I came back uh, to the dock. And there was this, you know, the boys club view back then you know everybody's yep. gonna rib each other and this i mean i'm 18 years old so i feel like it but i'm i'm back yeah. right and this other 17 year old um because 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 if you've worked the attraction yeah. for six months you you have ownership right? yeah you, you have know, ownership you believe that you know everything so this you know. kid this kid said to me like i was in the boat and i'm loading my my pistol and this kid yells down at me um uh move it up rookie and then this other guy goes whoa 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 <laughs> Don't you know who he is? Yeah. He's been around. He's been around long before but, but, you. But I love how how that hits at eighteen. Yeah. Well, the thing I always uh, that I'm uh, you'll get these you get people who come in yeah rookies at life or or 19, 18, 19, 20 years old and you, they come in and uh, within three months they oh I want to be a trainer or a lead and I'm like yeah, yeah slow the slow roll a little bit yeah simmer down buddy uh, I I actually think with jungle or most the attractions you should have a, a one year window before you move into yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You just don't see enough. If you look at the, you know, if you count the number of parade shifts and Cosmic, yeah, right. you know, if you have a full year there, out of the 200 days a year that you're able to work that's not counting weekends, you know, you're probably only going to have 100 shifts in a year in that first year, especially if you're part-time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it, uh, people people put the cart before the horse on a pretty regular basis. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and, you know, it was... Uh, the script wasn't much different. There were a couple of jokes that I was, you know, hardwired into telling that weren't there anymore. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, Tell us about that. Tell um, my 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 picture of it 
over the years, you know, mm-hmm. it's so many years old that that original script changes and suddenly we've got new jokes yeah. and then it stopped. It stopped being able to add anything. That's what I understood. And then well, suddenly it was this beautiful, like, 1994. Everybody got to be involved in adding all their jokes. So, so. 75 or 76, you had a skipper named Joel Halberstadt. Okay. And he was the guy who uh, kind of codified the script that we have today. So he was the one who did the big rewrite at that point. Uh, and so that script really survived until about 95 with the normal additions and fluctuations. But the thing is, from 75 to 95... It was not this tightly regulated lawyers in charge of every single minute. Wow. Yeah. You still had, you know, you were coming out of Disney afternoon in the mid-90s. You know, you get into the, the 94, 95 with the Indiana Jones rehab and you've got uh, narrations. Yeah. And the narrations department, there's an entire change in that culture. And then when narrations goes away and they open Indy, they change the theming of Jungle. And that's the script that a lot of people still ignored, but that sat pretty firmly for a long time. Now, to give uh, Dave Marley credit, yep. one of the things that Dave was part of was um, one of the big revisions of the script. I want to say it was 04 or 05, but I could be wrong about that. But it was also that they started really taking the uh, joke input of skippers. Yeah. Uh, and there was a, the suggestion box, which had always been in theory there, yep. was actually something that was implemented. So one of the things I saw in the, the two years I was back was two full uh, script revisions where some stuff came out and a lot of new stuff went in. You know, So you would have – I think we had 30 or 40 new jokes. I think it was 35 new jokes that went in in the uh, winter – I said January of 2018, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, January, February 2018, there was a pretty major script revision. Really? A lot of new That's stuff. That's recent. Yeah, and then uh, you know, it was it was a good – there was a lot of great new jokes that went in. There were some changes. Um, so what did you notice was missing? Well, you know, it wasn't as much there were single specifics that were missing. Um, I, I think of that as, you know, you get to a point where the culture has shifted a little bit yeah. and things things change. I know recently they pulled all the cannibal jokes. Yeah, all, um, the, all the cannibal and headhunter stuff. We'll talk about that in a second. <clears throat> I think that it was, um, you know, I honestly can't remember even specifics. A lot of them seem to be, well, I mean, the mother-in-law joke came back. It did it really? That had been That's out so of the, strange. That one had been out of this. I never understood why that would go away. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not anti-family. It's not, well, but also I don't. You know, I think that there hadn't been this culture of Henny Youngman mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, hey, hey, yeah. Hey, you know, take, take my, wife, my wife, please. Yeah, Uh-oh. You know that wasn't floating around. I actually have. Uh, uh, sorry, that was power plug. <laughs> That was a little bit between two ferns of you. That <laughs> yeah. Well, this is actually this is the uh, the Spiel book from two years ago when I came back. So this has. Oh wow! Uh, great. Yeah, this actually has. This does not exist. No, this is this is the one that we get as as cast members yeah. when we're training. Um, but you know, as I was looking through this, I mean, there were different jokes that I that I told. Uh, but it, it sat really consistently. There wasn't a lot of, of major shifts in it. What are the best steps you take when you come face to face with the tiger? What are the best steps? Long ones. Oh. Ah. Uh, now, one of the things for people who uh, have not been skippers before, who may be fans, so we have a how many pages is this bad boy? Uh, uh, 16? 62. 62 pages. <laughs> 
Uh, I would say oh, yes. that 10% of those jokes ever get used. Yeah, maybe, right, right. You know, so you get a lot of everyone tells the same ones because there's, there's some jokes that are just much more consistent. Um, you want to do one? Oh, yeah. do another one? Come join us next week as we go in search of the great Peruvian handkerchief. Let's hope we don't blow it. Yep, that's a great joke. This is a good joke. And, and that one gets used. The, Does it? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah that's, every that's, time. That's, that's Does a, it get wrinkled up and thrown on the floor to get hard and unusable? You know, let's not. Uh, <laughs> but no, but that joke is is a pretty consistent one that sits in the, the unload realm of things. Yeah. Uh, and then there's things like I get surprised about that still, uh, you know, there's still enough people who butcher the rear of the boat joke. No. Uh, skipper so-and-so is going to help you out in the middle there. The other uh, skipper in the back is going to help you out by the rear yeah. of the boat. Yeah. Uh, it's simple. It's great if you stop it there, but yeah. people add things onto it and it changes it and makes it way too sexual. Well, actually, you know, what's really funny is they, um, I noticed it, it's been 10 years since I've heard somebody, and now, now it's gone, but since I've heard anybody uh, say the two-for-one joke correctly. So I'll hear people say, yep. uh, uh, this is Trader Sam. He's uh, offering us very special today. Two of his heads for one of yours. They, they don't mention it's a two-for-one sale. Like, that's part of the joke. You have yeah. to have that context in order to understand two, head, two of his heads for one of yours. I'm sure you um, yeah. included. Yeah, I mean, that, that was, I mean, that was a joke. I I didn't... Uh, I don't think kids know what a... Young skippers know what a two-for-one sale is. Uh, yeah, is. I mean, you know, because everyone's BOGO now. You know, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, it's you, a BOGO you, sale. You can't really throw a BOGO joke oh, into bad, a trader, Sam. Bad. Um but yeah, I mean, so there were some jokes that that shifted, um, oh, but in in general, it was a. Uh, so this is the 2017 revision. The 2018 was the one that I got a bunch of jokes into in the submission. I think I had eight jokes that got into the um, into the script. Mm. Uh, there's still one joke that that uh, was approved but didn't make it in, which was my. My white whale, which was the rhino joke, okay, which was uh, you know the, the local uprising with the rhinos chasing with the pole, and it's hey guys, it's uh, we've been looking for them all day. That's the world famous Jungle Cruise band. They came out here looking for a new trumpet player, but it looks like they found the entire horn section. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So Skipper Nick uh, uh, and I had been lobbying to get that joke in since about two thousand eight. And we got it uh, uh, approved, but due to a typo, it didn't make it in the actual physical script. Ah. However, Rosita started saying it, a similar version. Really? Of it. So we basically went, well, if Rosita's Can saying say it. it we, yeah. uh, and that's the other thing is, you know, I was there during that construction and during the changes with the, the walkway for the skippers yeah. and the entire tropical hideaway coming in so that was another you know major shift to the jungle and that really put some focus and attention over to that area that yeah. we, we hadn't had before yeah let's talk about that for a second yeah because i i don't know if we've talked about this but um back when i worked there uh the tahitian terrace yep. was no man's land as far as it goes for skippers in fact there yep. was a territorial mm-hmm. um a little bit of a war between um Entertainment, the people who were in that show, yeah. and the Jungle Cruise skippers, because we had to use the same walkway and then their as them. And their dressing room right back there. Yeah, and so that we used the same walkway yeah. to go back to boat storage. Well, it, it um, I remember it getting really tough, and we would we would get we would get memorandums telling us that we are not to talk to entertainment, that we were to stop spieling after Trader Sam's if there was a show going on because yep. they didn't want to hear 
the boats going by. They thought that the audience could hear. The audience could not hear yeah. the boats going by. And so there was there was a territorial uh, stuff. The, so, the skippers so, were mad, yeah. and they were mad back. And it was back and forth, back and forth. And we would get we would get some ground. They would get some ground. But ultimately, they took the ground. Yeah. Well, and that's so Rosita then is that revenge because she is so loud she disrupts every every joke. jungle vote. Oh, it's <laughs> she's so loud, and uh, there's a real art form of including Rosita's uh. jokes into your patter. Like when you hear her start, you can you know, uh, hey, what's that, Rosita? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna tell that? Okay, yeah, leave it to the professionals, honey. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. That's that's uh, that's the, now we know why you're not in the tiki room show anymore. That's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so so to me, to me, it's a bit of uh, poetic um, justice yes. that now it says Skipper's Walk right through yeah. Tahitian Terrace, tropical well, hideaway. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the the entertainment uh, attractions thing was really the the ninety four ninety five narrations thing was a big issue because oh, I'm sure uh, you know the narrations department was going to be jungle and. Um, Storybook and a couple of the other attractions where the spieling was was part of it, you know, the the character creation and really interacting, and uh, the entertainment. From what I've been told, a lot of the reason it disappeared was because the entertainment uh, group and the union and all that were were not wanting the jungle skips to be individual characters. Yeah, yeah. They didn't want that attention and you know the pay levels and whatever else to be drawn away from what they did. Yeah. So that that was a lot of the reason that that whole thing went away. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, the, uh, the Larry Camel era of yeah. uh, of Jungle Cruise skip. We have a video up on the uh, the Facebook page of Larry Camel trying characters out. I know. I love that. And it's it's a fantastic. Uh, he was one of my leads way back when. Yeah. That's no, cool. good guy. Saw him a couple a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it is great to have the tropical hideaway truly belonging to us. I, I have a question. I yep. mean, it, they, they, put, they put a sign up there that says Skipper's Walk, and that's the way you're supposed to go, I yes. suppose, to de- well, break it, area. Is that, a, is that intentionally so that you would interact with? Yes. Yeah. Okay, no, talk they, to me about they, that. They want Skipper interaction as you go through, but they don't bother to tell you what to say. Right. So there, there are definitely... Uh, we would find everyone would find their own jokes and their own things. We have a skipper who would often have a spoon in his pocket and walk up to people and say, "So you're gonna want all of that?" Yeah, right, right. And, uh, on occasion, he's you know grabbed spoonfuls <laughs> of, uh, Dole, of whip. Dole whip and just popped it in his mouth. Um, I always like things like, uh, "Can I help you with that trash?" And I'll pick it up and gather it and I'll put it on some other uh, guest table. Uh, that one never went over well. Uh, <laughs> I would always they have the new Dole Whip Sundays, and I'd be like, "Hey, it's Thursday. You're not supposed to have a it's Sunday." Sunday. Um, but yeah, so we all had our own. So you know, yeah, there's a there's a bit of it, certainly. I'm sure that there's um, A type personality, B type personalities. Yeah, there's yeah. there's extrovert oh, skippers and there's introvert skippers. Yeah. Those introvert skippers are not no, going to take advantage are, of that. They time. are walking through like yeah. a hot, you know, hot iron. But there. I'm kind of like the mayor of. Whatever town I'm in, so I yeah. so I would find that I probably would never go to break. See, and that's that's the there is the nice thing about that is uh, the maxing thing. So if you're walking through there, you at least have a defense every once in a while for yeah. maxing on your breaks. Yeah. You can't do it all the time because obviously, you know, you've yeah. got people who are pulling twenty minutes every time are going to start, you know. Getting on every other skipper shit list, but so uh, yeah. So here's a challenge for listeners: the next time you're sitting at Tropical yeah, Hideaway, grab a skipper and you see a skipper go by, 
try to uh, engage them to a point where they may or may not yeah. uh, uh, get in trouble when they get back to uh, the dock. And they probably will. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, that interaction, the talking to people, and you know, and I've made uh, a lot of friends. I, you know, one of the things is obviously I had six years of the podcast. And lots of, of exposure. So I did have a lot of people who knew the show. Yeah, that's and, really, you know, really neat. We were neat. able to have really some special. great interactions, have a lot of people on there, uh, on the boats. Uh, I'm sure if people are listening to this podcast, they probably know that I, I put up two or three uh, videos on YouTube from my last couple of days. Yeah, that was special. Uh, so we've got some really good... I like how you said special and not funny or uh, no 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 no. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what that. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Okay, so so Skipper Kyle, the stupendous, the great, the eighth wonder of the world, your backside and mine, yeah. Skipper Kyle Crocker. Um, you you had uh, this unique experience to go back, having already kind sure. of set yourself up as uh, for better or for worse, a, a, an expert yeah. on the Jungle Cruise, right? Because you'd interviewed so many people, you yeah. brought. Sucked up a, yeah. a lot of research. But, but I, I always looked at it not as – and this is, you know, whenever you go back into a situation with 250 or 300 other people that are working somewhere, look, you're going to have people you get to know that you love and you're going to have people who can't stand you. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the personalities are always going to be there and always going to be wide. So part of my challenge was going back with this ridiculous ego that I know. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I actually don't. Let's run with that. Let's I, run with I that. I don't actually think of myself as a great skipper. In, that, in terms of, I don't think I'm really funny. I don't think, I think I give a great tour and a good boat, but I don't think of myself as being, like, there's skippers. You, did, you didn't come back saying, I am the no, skipper of all, I'm the greatest no, skipper of all time. No, no, no. That's no, never been my ego. Yeah, right. I mean, I, and I, I would rather lift people, other people up. Yeah. And occasionally smack a few others down if they need it. <laughs> um, but I would rather come back. And, We're talking to you, Eddie Egan. Yeah, I did a lot of mentoring. Eddie's a great example. <laughs> I mean, Eddie was already there, but we we spent a lot of time, you know, uh, back and forth. Eddie's Eddie was uh, Eddie a uh, skipper Eddie. Which, by the way, if you get it, if you're at Disneyland and get a chance to ride Eddie's boat, it's great. Eddie, it was me twenty years earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Eddie was very much who I was when I was you know in my late twenties, early thirties. So, you know, he very similar personality types. So I'm going to get back to why I said the video was special. Yeah, yeah. It was special to see your closing, your, those videos of your last days. Um, when I got to go on your boats, I remember going on it for the first time because I was, I actually was anticipating it. We'd made friends because yeah. I had appeared on the show, but I, and then we, we had gone back and forth like, hey bro, I'm excited that you're going back. Yeah. I'm just sort of me encouraging you and you giving me just a little bit of the taste and feel well, and that, of and what that, that's I, like. Look, and I think that was a big thing. The people who I had become friends with kind of got to uh, live vicariously through my going back because as someone who is in his late or middle forties, I guess it was uh, going back to the to the dream job that I got to do. Yeah, you know, it was uh, something a lot of people wish that they could have done. Right, and not from a viewpoint that I'm like, oh, I'm so great that no, I did no. it. But no, it was an opportunity. When else in my life am I going to get a chance to drop everything that I'm doing right. and kind of say, you know what, let's go spend a couple of years with the good and the bad. It was not yeah. always a perfect experience. The there traffic. were some challenges. Oh, two two hours every day in traffic. Yeah, each way. So it was, it was four hours of traffic on on a regular basis before the boat traffic. Yeah, before the boat traffic. But yeah, but you know, so I would be in. I would leave at six in the morning 
or a little bit before for an eight o'clock shift, I would get off at four thirty and I'd get home at seven yeah. or six thirty. And you know, you stop at the grocery store, you've killed another thirty minutes. And yeah. I had no time. Yes, yeah. it was probably uh, I would say the largest consideration for me in leaving. Yeah, was the amount of time it was taking. Um, it was just. You know, I, I with the other stuff I'm doing, I'm able to reclaim 15 to 30 hours a week of my time. Yeah. And there's some things happening that that's really important to me right now. It was great, you know, uh, I if I had, was living closer, I'd probably still be there. But that was the big issue for me was that commute time yeah. and the amount of other stuff I'm doing. So when I got to see you um, perform the Jungle Cruise yeah. um, for the first time. Skippering, they call skippering, it. Skippering. Um, I had built up in my head sort of an expectation of what this must be like for you. It mm-hmm. wasn't really for me. Sure. I was, in a way, vicariously saying, yeah. if I could go back, well, cause you've been here's what it looks like. Before, so you know what it's about. Yeah, I know so what it's you, about. You're, you're, you're coming in looking in at what the experience is for me. And I saw it yeah. for a new, from a new set of eyes, and it was a new story for me. And, um, and you were funny. Mm-hmm. And you were right on, and you understood the pitfalls of yep. of an audience, and and uh, and and it was a great trip. I got to go back and see it a couple more times. But then, flash forward, you're uh, two years later, and you're getting ready to leave again. Well, now I'm um, again vicariously going. Sure. Wait a minute. What's that? When like? in when I left in 1990, I had a Casio or something like a little <laughs> a Kodak camera yeah. that I would have to, you know, with with film that you actually took yep. to a little hut to get your pictures back. So yeah. I have one little set of pictures, but I don't nothing from my last day, See, nothing from my time. So my my first last day. It's a weird thing. To <laughs> it say. is. It is. But back in 2005 or six, whatever it was, I think it was. 2005. So I, at the time, owned a really nice fancy digital camera, which I left the battery for at home. Oh. My Nikon D200. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I ended up left the battery at home. So I went over to Tropical Imports and bought a disposable. Yeah. And it was the first time that I'd gotten to go out on safari. Yeah. The first time I'd ever set foot in the veldt. Yeah. And uh, the only chance I had to get those pictures was off of a little yeah, disposable well, camera. Looking. And they were terrible pictures. Yeah. Let's, and they were not. But I very special. But you gave them. Yeah. And, you know, and one of the things I've done was I did upload, uh, you know, the good thing about the podcast, the Facebook page, is I've been able to upload hundreds of pictures from from – uh, not only my time in the last two years, but other pictures that Skipperette Jen has found. So yeah. it is nice that it has become a repository of all those memories. Yeah. And if, even after I'm gone, a lot of those things are still going to be floating around online. So yeah, yeah it's a, I, my, a priority for me though, this time was to take pictures to remember it. Yeah. And video. I, you know, the uh, skipper Dave Casella. Uh, Dave was a video guy. He uh, was a cameraman on the new Gilligan's Island uh, uh, game show that had they done. Oh like, my goodness! I don't know if you remember that. Um, but no, there was way too many spinoffs. In yeah, that. he had been. He had been around. But anyway, so Dave was a great skipper. He was around during narrations. Uh, so Dave uh, had done a VHS video of about twenty-five of us skippers. 
I have the master tape on VHS. Yeah. I have no way of making it digital. I know. So I need to. Uh, you do need to get yeah, that. Yeah, I need to find to a way to get that transitioned over to, to digital. But it'd be interesting to see what my spiel would have been like then versus now. Yeah. Know? No. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Ten years later. And how, I always, I always delivery. joke that there's, there's some, you know, there's. Somebody's box in the back of oh, yeah. their their um, in the back of their closet. You're on some super I'm eight on somewhere. some Super Eight somewhere. Yeah. I would just love to get a hold of one that. Of those VH, uh, one of the camera. Yeah. Oh my like gosh. Where, where they put on the spotlight on me. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You mind uh, shutting the light off? The spotlight yeah. off. Well, but that's. I think that's the biggest change. We put the 600 lumen yeah. light right back on yeah. them. We we have uh, talked about this on the podcast many times. Uh, I feel people ask me like what's what's different about the Jungle Cruise now versus yeah. two thousand three two thousand four? It's these, these little phones. guys, especially with this lovely Society of Explorers and Adventurers case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your uh, iPhone is a uh, liability. Now. It, it's a huge liability because you know we used to be able to get away with things, uh, and sometimes in the moment um, that now because things are on YouTube within an hour yeah. of doing it, if you're a skipper who's going off script. Uh, in a non-OG adjacent way. Yeah. You're taking your own life in your hands. Yeah. I mean, I saw people get fired repeatedly over the last couple of years because they... they the same person repeatedly? No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. uh, but people who have put things on Facebook or Instagram, yeah. it was very visible to the management about yeah. what was happening. Um, the... Uh, that that change is gigantic. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, being able to say, well, I know that these people have cameras out, so I'm not going to tell that joke or the other. And then eventually you get out of the habit of, of going out from the OG. Now, the great thing about being a skipper today that I don't think a lot of the skips appreciate is how freaking good this is. Right, right. The quality of the jokes that are in the OG right now are... Uh, phenomenal and yeah. the, the variety, oh, right, 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 the right. ability. Yeah, you can grab. I'm gonna do another one. one. Okay, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that is that is the truth. I mean, we're de- yeah. we're dealing with show business over sixty five yeah. years. I feel like the people who the jokes that were minimizing the role of it as a show that the lead and trainer teams, for the most part, there's always you know the variety. But they were able to. You know, people weren't telling the uh, going into the temple. This is Walt Disney's first attempt at a monorail, yeah. like that kind of joke. Because there really is a preservation of show element that is yeah. better now. Yeah. Uh, you know, when when there's all these Facebook groups and people are like, "Well, what's your uh, what's your favorite uh, uh, non OG joke?" Which I've always thought that's a really weird <laughs> thing, but that's something people want to know. Uh, and for me, I always looked at it and was like, well, you know, a lot of those non-OG jokes that people remember from the past were things that weren't really um, supportive of the show. They weren't really supportive of the story we were trying to tell. Yeah, yeah. So I never understood the attachment to that. Yeah. It's like, okay, I can go tell these slightly off-color jokes and get away with it, but where does that, you know, yeah, it's where, a, how does that preserve my memory of being a skipper? Yeah, it, and they they want to be able to get away with something. Sure. There's this getting away with something that comes from youth and, and being... Uh, yeah. And then the memory of the youth, you remember that fondly yeah. because you think... But I've always said there's three kinds of jokes. There's jokes that are hard OG, jokes that are in there as they're written in the place that they are. There's jokes that are adjacent to the OG. Like, let's take this joke and tell it in a slightly different place, or let's change the words a little bit, but keep the, the, the fundamental concepts behind it, 
and keep the the spirit of the jungle 100%. Those are great. Yeah, yeah. And someone's like, can I tell this? And, you know, I'm like, okay, honestly, it's not 100% OG, but that's an acceptable Within, break. Yeah, yeah. The third kind of joke is go get a job at Knott's. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> why are you here if that's what you want to do? I've never understood that third category. It's like, you know, just, uh, you know, if you're here... Take the spirit that's around the jungle and yeah. take it and run with it, but stay in that spirit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, that's when I know people will disagree with So that. the gorilla camp, the the gorillas uh-huh. with the guns. <laughs> oh, great. Animals with guns. Yep. For this, I left the city. Is that the, is that the delivery? <laughs> yeah, that would, be, that would For be. For this, I left the city. It's good. It's good. Yes. <laughs> um, Looks like that safari's plans are pretty well shot. Yes. Yes. Uh, look, that, that gorilla's got a gun. That's special. 38 special. <laughs> oh, not too shabby. That's yeah, good. That's so, good. So Goes on with that. Well, um, and the, the ones with stars are the ones I was thinking about using. And uh, But look, you know, it's. I think the other difficulties are in this internet-connected age, people uh, don't know who Albert Schweitzer are. Yeah, That makes that joke a little tougher. Um I, you know, I think I think that one is one of those ones that you just kind of can solid, oh, yeah. very solid, just land on it. Just do it. Nobody needs to know who Albert yeah. Schweitzer was. Yeah. You just say, uh, well, Albert Falls, that's where the joke is. It's not even knowing who, and, who and look, the deal I, is. I will be the first person to admit. So I never loved telling the backside of water joke. I feel like people go over the top with it too much when they're skippering. Sure. I, I'm not going to, you know... You know, flash the fireworks and be like the backside of water. That's not my personality. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I honestly told it uh, in a way that I enjoyed when people would try to start doing O two H and then be horribly embarrassed you know, by the fact that I didn't tell <laughs> that it. That you way. didn't do it. And so you've got these two people in the back of the boat chanting O two H O O two. Why is he not telling that joke? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's I for me that that breaks the. Uh, I always thought of it. I want to tell this joke like I'm the first person to tell it. Right. I, I don't want to tell that joke like it's the millionth time it's been told. I want to tell it like it's the first time that I've ever said those words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not doing it with big production. It's Any more the, the backside of water joke is about familiarity yeah, with a joke you've already heard. Yeah, it's... It's it's, uh, it's, jo- uh, it's riffing off the joke that you know is it's, coming. It's the guys in the Rocky Horror Picture Show who are chanting yeah. the things out in the audience. Yeah. It's 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 the, the people on the boat feeling like they're a part of the experience. Yeah. Which is fine. That's great. I'm just not going to, you know... I'm not going to go gonna in that now. same no, direction. No, you're not going to go in that direction because you don't work there anymore. I'm still going to... Yeah. But I'm still going to tell it. I'm still going to... You know, I would still have the nod be to them... I'm just going to tell it as if I was the first person to ever tell that joke, and that's going to be more subtle and more... Also, for me, it was setting up the next joke that I would tell. If I went too high, I actually think that the next joke after Schweitzer Falls is one of the purest and best Jungle Cruise jokes that there is. Right before you get into the piranhas, there's a... a, Yeah, there's a a skull skull on the side, and, uh, you know, the, the joke is... Uh, all right, so um, just ahead on the left, and you drop it. Yep. Is that in the script? Uh, no, but they, how can they say? How can they that? say no? Yeah. That? It's brilliant. It's such a yeah. So for me, that's that's <laughs> that's the purest Jungle Cruise joke. Yeah. And that's just the one that is exactly what being a skipper is about. Yeah. It's yeah, dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I, um, uh, you know, was able to get a couple of my jokes into the script. I was able to. Uh, provide some, you know, input about some things to take out. Now, I think one of the things that uh, 
was asked, we actually went on to the Facebook. Yeah, what are uh, the next group. questions? One of the people had asked um, uh, about the headhunter and the... Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, people had asked about the... the so, um, Do you want to name them? I mean, no, they'll be but, like, so, but no, so, well, the it wasn't actually specifically asked. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, but I think... Um, you know, uh, for those people who don't know, the the cannibalism jokes and the headhunter jokes were taken out. Yeah, uh, I am a big supporter of that, and I'll tell the reason why. It's because, and it's not, it's not politically correct. Whatever, it's actually it's not correct. There were no headhunter tribes in Africa that were operating. There were no cannibal tribes in Africa. That was South America, Southeast Asia. So. We were assigning these attributes to a culture of people that was Didn't not historically any, no. accurate. If it had been historic, you know, if it had been a realistic, if we're pulling the 1920s and 30s, and there's a joke that makes sense that is real, okay, great, that's fine. But if we're taking animatronics of an entire culture and we're saying that they're cannibals and and headhunters, when that's not a thing. I, I was never comfortable with yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for me, yes, the cannibal jokes are funny. So they were tasteless. Everyone, yeah, tasteless. And I, look, and I enjoyed back and forthing them with skippers. And we always, you know, joke about, uh, and I heard the best one, uh, Skipper Jay Stevens, uh, <laughs> the single best cannibal joke yeah. I ever yeah, heard yeah. was on his last boat, which he tells the, you know, Trader Sam's Cannibal Cafe, tells a bunch of jokes. And he's like, yeah, but you know, you you got to come for the recipes because all of our recipes taste like grandma's. <laughs> the best cannibal joke yeah, that, yeah, I, yeah. that I... So, so, so by, 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 that, by that theory, <coughs> I'm just going to give it a like... Well, a little, by that... Um, by, but with that background in it, mm-hmm. if it was a South American guy like it is in uh, uh, Florida, yeah. then hey, it fits, man. Yeah, they, yeah. they eat people well, all the time. And you know, and here's the th- <laughs> other thing too is, is that we got to tee up for the movie. Yeah, and there are the the movie's an opportunity for the company. Look, it's going to be the next Pirates of the Caribbean level film. Yeah, um, there are things I can legally say, and there's a lot of things I cannot legally say about it. Uh, so, for, what are those? Reasons. What but are the things you cannot let's, legally? We'll, say? we'll hit the movie at the very end of it. But um, <laughs> there's a couple questions on on the Facebook about the movies. So, um, but yeah, I, mean, I think it was an opportunity to. Make a couple of changes uh, as we're going into a period of heightened awareness about the jungle. Yeah, right, right, right. That are more reflective of uh, accurate history and our societal and cultural values right. we currently have. Not everyone agrees with it. A lot of people have their uh, that are bent out of shape that their toys that were in the toy box that they have nostalgia and memories about are no longer there. That's on them. I look at it as. Um, how do we explain to a eight-year-old kid what that joke is actually about? Yeah. You know? uh, well, when you, um, I, I know that Iger was really in, uh, interested in making sure that um, as a society of explorers and adventurers, yeah. Uh, yeah. trope is pushed forward. That yeah. they're very careful yeah. that it doesn't take on colonialism. Uh, colonialism yeah. That it was these are the great people yeah. who conquered these lands, and yeah. and, and all of that. All of that makes sense. Um, and it it's uh, there is a nostalgia that you want to you want to be able to keep and um, but, I, yeah. I, but I, and I I buy it um, but all those things are yeah. hard to let well, go of. there's a, it, it's it's you play the uh, oh they're gonna now they're gonna start taking away Rosita can't have a Hispanic name right you yeah. know wait 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 well, I know where those birds not, come from yeah. but let's just you know turn the other direction which is um, you know 
the movie is going to have some major surprises. Let's and turn I think that one of the order. things one of the things that's been discussed oh, is yeah. it's not 1938 the way that we have the setting. It's an earlier it's an earlier okay. time setting. Uh, can't say much more about that. But, I mean, but it does take place earlier in the timeline than the official Jungle Cruise story is set. So there's that. Yep. Um, one of the questions, uh, Skipper George Trulinger, who uh, I've had on the show. Hey, George. George. Love George. Uh, if the Jungle Cruise movie is popular, especially if there is a sequel, and my belief is if. that there will be, uh, I think there'll be three movies if I was to cast myself five years into the future. Three movies and one rotten one. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe they just stop it before it gets to the Johnny Depp <laughs> stops being funny thing. Uh, will the attraction receive an overlay that ties it to the film? Yeah. Um, you know, there. Even though I'm no longer with the company, there's still certain parts of that and the secrecy and things that I've uh, been able to take part in that I I feel like I can't divulge, partially because I want to protect people who are still there. Yeah. Um, it has been expressed to me that there's not going to be a rock. Uh, Dwayne Johnson or an Emily Blunt animatronic. Right now, look, you may like as you're departing. There's that clothesline. Maybe their costumes for the movie will right, be up there. Right, right, right. Maybe you'll have some posters in the queue that'll be reflective of you know the boat company that they're renting boats. Whatever those things are, are we going to you know see the rock popping out behind uh, <laughs> the rhino, jumping on the rhino and wrestling into submission every eight minutes? No, that's not what that's about I will say that there have uh, there are some things that have been expressed to me as possibilities that if they happened I would support and being a jungle purist look it's not let's have Johnny Depp pop up all over the ride kind of a thing which would be weird because he's not in the movie yeah um but the thing the the cannibal scene yeah but the things which I'd be okay (laughs) with that um the things that, that I've been told, there's only one that I think is really in the works, and I'm okay with it. And then there's a second one that might. But I, I'm okay with both of them yeah. because I think that they advance the story of the Jungle Cruise, not throw the weight of the movie all over it. Yeah, right, right. It's a, there's small things. It's, yeah, it's, and there's, yeah. A, there's a subtle way to do that yeah. that kind of stuff that I think they're, very, they're getting more and more yeah. sensitive to. Sure. I, I think, um, you know... Had had they thrown uh, Johnny Depp and mm-hmm. um, Armin Hammer into Frontierland oh, yeah. uh, full bore for uh, Lone, Lone Ranger, for Lone Ranger, yeah. we would have you know it, it's just like yeah. we'd become well, overboard. Well, let's let's take the turn. Let's say let's say hypothetically that the Rhino scene is in the movie. I really this is not I'm not forecasting. This is literally a hypothetical. But let's say that that's in the movie, and they take the characters from the movie and put them up on that pole. Yeah, it doesn't alter the Jungle Cruise; it just has a nice little nod to the movie. Right. That's the kind of thing I think is is likely to happen. Yeah, right. I don't right, think right. it's going to. We're not going to get boat changes. We're not going to get major changes to the theming. I just think it's going to be a little clean cleaning of the, you know, the, the backyard to kind of make sure that it it's uh, supportive of the. So you think story. you think the jungle's a, safe. I think the jungle's safe. I don't have any concern about it changing in a way that's fundamentally going to be a concern for the people who love it. The movie is a love letter to Jungle Cruise skippers. Yeah. Uh, there are lists of Easter eggs that are in there that are, that are Jungle Cruise skipper nods to the skippers and, and tributes to unfortunate skippers who passed, yeah. uh, who we loved. There's some nods to those people in there. So Can I just uh, make a, a request? Yes. I know you have no power. I have zero power and almost no knowledge. This is my this is my request. I think 
all Jungle Cruise skippers, past and present, uh, should be invited yeah, okay. to come on. Listen to to a premiere at uh, uh, whether it's the Disney Studios or at the park. Mm-hmm. Watch that film from the Velt. Something something yeah, for just, us. There's so many skippers that have been. That, I mean, look if you look. Okay, at, maybe just the good ones. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if there's been <laughs> if there's been five thousand skippers that have had knowledge or whatever the number. Why is. are you saying no, Kyle? Because I have no power or knowledge. That's right. You don't want us all to come together. So let's uh, let's hit a couple. One of the questions, Skipper Conrad Riddle. Uh, how did you manage to retain your rehire status after all of this? I'm <laughs> assuming that he's talking about the podcast. Yeah, that's uh, right. I'm so curious and, about uh, that. Also, DJ Standifer, uh, in the interview for the rehire, did it ever come up about involvement in the podcast? Uh, also, may I, I may have missed it, but what brought you back to working at the jungle? Well, we covered we that. We did cover that. Half. Uh, the first half, yeah. So there is a part of your um, application with Disney that, that you disclose any intellectual property rights to which you have that may come into conflict with the company. So I put down the podcast, the two games that we did, and the content at the Skipper store. And I said, these are the things that I have that are currently existing. I recognize that anything I create while I am with the company is the company's ownership, that they get that. So that's why I didn't put any podcasts out for two years. Um, Skipper Chuck, who is, of course, our favorite um, uh, Skipper (coughs) Muppet, asked, uh, what's a diorama? I I don't really know what that uh, has to do with anything, Chuck, but thanks for participating in our little question and answer. (laughs) Uh, and then I think that the other one, uh, so Skipper Mike Robles, of course, who has been on the show uh, more than any other person. Uh, you got one more time to come back, Freddie, before you meet his his record. Oh, okay, good. Uh, how different was it returning to the jungle? And, you know, and one thing is, so when I started at Disneyland, uh, let's just say the jungle in uh, 2003, I would have been 32 years old. When I came back, I was 45 or 46. So, look, it's at the start, the first time, I wasn't getting invited to the 20 year olds' parties. <laughs> and the second time around, I was definitely not getting invited to the 20 year olds. I think that there was a different perception of me, both for people who knew about my prior time. And look, I'm not going to, I was not shy at mentioning that I had been there before and I'd been, you know, a part of the leadership at times and, you know, whatever else. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. I was lucky enough that there were a good number of people who turned to me for mentorship and guidance and friendship. And I'm very honored that I was able to to help bring them into their fullest Jungle Cruise skippers yeah. and now trainers and leads and, and other things like that. So, uh, but yeah, so what was it like to get my jokes included in the uh, in the OG? Um, that that's it's amazing for me, and you know I'm hopeful the jungle script is a living, breathing document. Uh, I hope that they stay in there for a long <laughs> period of time. But like it's, the Constitution, yes. But it is nice that um, that that I have that you know in there. That there's part of part of uh, part of the jungle will always be in there. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So that for me, that's that's a major. Uh, a major part of it. Uh, was there ever any part of you that's going to be part of the jungle forever? You know, I I did not. Uh, <coughs> you know, maybe I threw one of my extra name tags in the jungle on my last day, so <laughs> the jungle could always have a part of me. But yeah. that's you know, I'm. You know, I I've joked with my wife that uh, that if I did pass away unexpectedly, that I'd want to be cremated, mixed with cement. 
and uh, be turned into a rock and placed in the jungle. Because let's be honest, people who scatter ashes, that's both creepy and unhygienic. <laughs> uh, but if I was turned into a physical stone, maybe yeah. that would be uh, more appropriate of a way of... If I was turned into some, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. If you were wanna... sculpted into uh, well, a because, rock along the walk, you because know? you take a look at the haunted mansion, they have to close that down a couple <laughs> times a month to vacuum it out for people's ashes. Yeah, and do they really? Oh yeah, has that people will scatter grandma in the haunted mansion, and uh, it's really nothing no, to it's really it. Awful. It's, uh, yeah. it's really terrible, yeah. and because it's disrespectful of what the experience is for people. And yeah, I don't, I don't get that. Um, <laughs> haunted mansion, by the way, you know, there's ghosts in every room except for one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the living room. Of course. Of course. Oh, hey, hey, hey. That reminds me of the... uh, Can we talk about that? We can talk about that. It's it's been... uh, They have... uh, We're going to talk about... So at the D23 panel for the Haunted Mansion, we had a couple of our skipper friends, Skipper Nick and Skipperette Jen, Uh. who got to... uh, Take a tour and tell some Jungle Cruise jokes uh, inside the, the Haunted, Haunted Mansion. Mansion. Great mashup. And, uh, it was a great time. I'm actually hoping that they get to go to other attractions. I know. I think that would be really uh, super. Because I think they could go to the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And they could point out the guys who are lighting everything on fire. You know, those are the pyros. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that bird at the front of it. Uh, that's the, uh, the parrot. Of the Caribbean, the Caribbean. yeah. Uh, then there's uh, there's the uh, the fool's gold that's down there. That's the pyrite of the Caribbean. <laughs> so I'm sure that there's, the, uh, so, there's plenty. The powers that be uh, uh, will do. Uh, I got a question. Uh, what is it that I'm looking forward to most about the Jungle Cruise movie? It's actually the promotion because one of the ideas that I pitched. I don't know if they're going to do it, but we own Jimmy Kimmel. I think he might be. Uh, we do. Yes. Yes. Wow. But I, I want to see uh, Dwayne bring Jimmy and Guillermo down to the jungle uh-huh. and train them in how to be a jungle cruise skipper. Because there is nothing I want more in the world to hear Guillermo say the backside of Agua. <laughs> that for me would that be would the be best, super. The best that would thing be ever. Super. So uh, super nice people, by the way. Uh, yeah, but no, yeah. I, I would love to to see that and. Uh, there's some video that's cropped up today, uh, which you're probably watching this at some time in the future. Uh, but some of the video from the panel at the D23 where Dwayne comes out on the Jungle Cruise boat. Oh, yeah. And that, 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 that minute of video has made its way online. Uh, we're hearing rumors of a Jungle Cruise teaser uh, coming out in the very short term. You know, we're still uh, nine months away from it. Uh, so, yeah, it was supposed to come out in October 19th originally. Yeah. And then when Guardians 3 got canceled, Dwayne used his executive producer power to get them to shift the the time to the July as a more summer-centric summer big. Yeah, because it's, 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 it is going to be a big movie. It's going to yeah. be, you know, the, the next franchise. Yeah. It's like Disney great. needs another franchise. But, <laughs> like you know, The Rock needs another but, franchise. You know, but let's, I would rather do that than have them remake more animated movies so they can hold on to their copyrights. Uh, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. if you don't know, that's why they're doing it. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's all the questions we've got. Um, uh, but I am... Yeah, let me hit you with this one. Yeah, go right ahead. So, I think, I think when you leave the park, I think as a guest, you know that that walk out the exit, Mm -hmm. the music's playing. It's usually Jiminy Cricket, and you're (laughs) you're walking out, and you've just enjoyed what your the end of Disneyland's regular operating day. Yep. And uh, there's this nostalgic sort of uh, welling up that can happen for some folks. Are, Are you asking? Did I cry on the way out? 
Okay, no, no, I'm okay. not asking if you cried all on the way out, yeah. but but I cried on the way in, you know. Why did I do this? Why did I do this to myself? No, again? but I do. I am. I I'm curious what it felt like to say goodbye again. You know, it it was not sad. Um, I felt like I was able to do what I wanted to do with it, and it was the right amount of time. Uh huh. Um, you know, there's some job stuff coming up for my wife that's going to take us out of town. We're no longer going to be in Southern California. There was an opportunity that I had to uh, return to someplace I'd worked before and get back into management with them. Yeah. Uh, and that was the impetus to, to leave. Was I, I had a chance for a few months to get my foot in the door so that when we move, I already have a job lined up and I already have the, the, the money coming in the door, which is important as things happen. Um, as far as where we're going to be, Jacksonville, Florida, possibly, San Francisco, Boston, one of those three are the three. New York, London, no, Paris, no, Munich. No. Yeah, everyone's talking about pop music. No. Yeah. Um, but no, no. So yeah, uh, San Francisco is a very high possibility. Uh, Boston, I would say, is maybe a 10% chance and probably a 30 40% chance for Jacksonville. So yeah, I am... One of those three things will be where we're at in January. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, give me a chance to get back. And you know, yes, Jacksonville, ninety-minute drive to Disneyland. You only have to have two-day availability for CR. Yeah. But I, I, I've been lucky enough to spiel the river down there, and uh, yeah, me too. Uh, much as I would love to, <laughs> much as I would love to go and work at uh, the Walt Disney World for a while, I think I'm, I think I'm good. I don't want that commute to be back on the. Well, table. what what you've done though, and it's in some sort of ways, you kind of opened the door. Um, Anybody can do that, but yeah. but I think you you kind of give me a, a way to look at it. Like, hey, what you know, try something cool. new, try something, or or try something that you you like, and then yeah. and go for it. And it, it's not a permanent life change, but it was an well, opera, awesome opportunity to well, see I, it in, through different eyes. I got to make some amazing friends. Um, one of the questions I got asked, not on Facebook, but just as a general question, was: uh, Are the skippers? Uh, were the skippers as good as the skippers that I worked with the first time? There are a couple of skips that were the, the best boats that I'd ever been on. Yeah. Just hands down. Skipper Lucy, uh, I, I don't think I've ever been on a better Jungle Cruise boat than Lucy's boat. Um, just, and she's, she's this she, current era. No, yeah, she's current era. She's actually, she left the company and she'll be on the podcast in the next month or two. Um uh, Skipper Chad, who's uh, Eddie Agins, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, ex-roommatey kind of uh, guy. Okay. Uh, some of the best delivery that I've ever heard. Eddie was fantastic. Uh, a guy named Skipper uh, Brian was. There's a guy named Brian who was really fantastic, uh, and, and just consistently. Um, Amanda Beth was amazing. I can go down the line, you know, the Skipper Christie, who I'm hoping will become a lead in the trainer there eventually. Skipper, Skipper and Jen, you know, yeah. same thing, needs to be a lead there because she's a leader and, and has the ability to really inspire people. Uh, yeah, there are some people who were terrible cast members who dragged the operation down and I hated working with them. <laughs> having, having, we're going to list those. Having after said the that, credits. it was a very small list of a couple people and. The number of amazing, fantastic, beautiful, uh, respectful people with passion for the attraction uh, was every bit as good as it had ever been at any of the times I've been around before. Yeah. Uh, and look, every skipper, every generation, they get their time to shine. They get their time. These skips that are there now don't realize yet how lucky they are to be there 
on the cusp of a movie happening. Yeah, really, no kidding. Uh, and and it's, this the, it's the same thing with the skips that, really special. that got to have the three years of Jingle Cruise. Yeah, right. Uh, or at least the first year. The other two, you know, had some flaws. But, you know, the very first year of Jingle Cruise, and I was sad. I was hoping it would be there when I went back. And I, I got to tell some Christmas jokes, but it was not uh, the full-blown yeah. decorated experience. Um, but, yeah, this current group of skippers really should realize that what they're about to go through is is going to be special. Yeah. I mean, granted that, you know, it's uh, nine months down the road, so hardly anyone will still be there. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, the challenge. Yeah, it might be worth hanging around. I, yeah. I mean, a co- you know, a couple hundred uh, skips who know it. Look, know. I, you know, this is, it's strange, but. And, and, you know, if, if somebody has somehow made it through all of this uh, Jungle Cruise podcasting and doesn't have an affinity for it um, and thinks that we're ridiculous, um, if somebody made it that far, well, that, good for yeah. them. But yeah. for those of us who can kind of get this, it, if I mention this, it's been 30-something for, for years since I worked at the park. Yep. And uh, if I mention Jungle Cruise, people ju- that's all they want to talk yeah. about. That's if, all they want to talk if about. It, if it's on my resume... Uh, it's there because I know that that's what the HR person will want to talk about yeah. more than anything else. It's yeah. my Disney time and my Jungle Cruise time. And so these these young people who are Jungle Cruise skippers now or are yeah. going to be during the summer of 2020, yep. they are go, they, their, um, their capital just ri- rose well, quite a bit. And, and you know, it is, it's a chance to be respectful of the story. The story guidance and the WDI input and some of the managers, right, right. some of the area managers that are currently there are as good as we've ever had. Mm-hmm. I think that our story person at WDI is, uh, loves the jungle and uh, under his you know, guidance, it's flourishing. The, there, are, there is one – I'm just going to say there's a, an area manager whose name is Cameron who is the single best manager for the jungle that I've ever seen. She loves the attraction. She knows it. She knows how to coach. She knows how to keep the the team moving. Not everyone loves everyone management wise. Uh, I if, if I will say I think Cameron is probably the glue that has held the jungle through a couple of rough transitions as they've had some uh, talent drain away out to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, right. And some other labor challenges and script challenges and. You know, just other things, uh, construction with with uh, tropical hideaway. Uh, I think that the Cameron, who has been the the point person for the Jungle Cruise, is the best asset the Jungle's had for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is she is absolutely uh, one of the things that I look back on with the fondest memories yeah. of being there. She's absolutely amazing. Went on went on a limb for me many times, and uh, and she she gets the Jungle. Wow. Like she's a manager who can step into a boat and give a trip tomorrow. So this is it. This is it. The jungle yeah. is in its best condition yeah. ever, I, and it's about to get its biggest boost. And and I know that we're. If I say that on the podcast, that we're going to have a bunch of people who are going to come out of the woodwork and say, you know, the jungle sucks compared to when I was there. My <laughs> memories. But you know what? Everyone's going to have their memories. Everyone's going to have their thing. What I will say is. The story of the jungle right now and the people that are preserving it and moving it forward have an absolute uh, gem. And you can't compare – look, it's like if we try to compare 
you know, they say this is the golden age of television, but some people are going to say MASH was the best show ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, everyone's going to have their thing that is in yeah. it's the, the whole South Park thing with the member berries. You know, I remember the, it's, it's, a, it's a memory joke, yeah, yeah, but I have yeah. nostalgia. And, you know, I've come out over the last seven years, eight years of this podcast, and I've been a very strong um, detractor from the way that Disney strip mines their nostalgia and intellectual property. Oh, yeah. um, this, this, this moment with the Jungle Cruise is a, a rare opportunity for them to get it really right. Yeah. The little bit that I've seen... The little bit that's been that I've been able to be involved with a little bit of, of the things with the movie, uh, it's in great hands. It is going to be something special, and uh, part of me is sad that I'm not going to be there for it because truly, I, truly, I would like to take that one last trip around the river on the day before the movie comes out and feel that experience. Uh, but I know that um, you know my legacy at the jungle lives on through the people who are there now. A couple of bad jokes in the script, <laughs> and that I got to take you know a couple thousand more trips around the river. Which when else in my life would I ever get a chance to do it? Yeah, no, that's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, oh, look, I, I, you'd go back in a heartbeat, Freddie. Now that you, I know, we can I know. have facial hair. We can. Yeah, yeah, I, well, actually, now that I've got my glasses, I got the facial yeah. hair. My I don't have as nice a. A quaff is you, know you my, but yeah. But hey, uh, do you think do you think your ID would still work? Maybe I can uh, yeah. go in as you. Just sneak in as me. Yeah, yeah, throw yeah. My, throw my ID and then pretend like you're me for a day. You wanna you wanna uh, close out with a doc joke? Uh, sure, sure. Uh, oh, gee whiz. Oh no, these are these are Christmas yeah, jokes. Yeah, at the end they have all the holidays. All the, the holiday end. ones. Whoa, 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 we gotta get you. Oh shoot, my timing is way off. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, as we near our old, as you know. Oh, <laughs> as we near our home port, that's Christmas too. Yeah, mine always was. Uh, well, actually, here I'll. I'll you is, do it. You is, do it. You send is, us off. It's not an OG joke, but uh, if I had a moment where the boats were stalled. I would say to my guests, folks, I want to share with you a little something uh, that means a lot to me as we're sitting here. Uh, you know, over 50, uh, oh, 60 years ago, 65 years ago, Walt Disney himself stood right over there on that spot near our Jungle Cruise exit. And he said to me words that changed my life. And I want to share them with you, my friends, <laughs> oh, as we're boy. sitting in this boat not moving. Walt said these words and really important to me. Walt <laughs> said, let's put the boat ride here. And my life has never been the same ever since. <laughs> so that was my... Uh, That's good. Safari yeah. so goody. That's, yeah. uh, All right. So let's talk uh, the very last part of the wrap-up here. Let's talk about what's coming in the future of Tales from the Jungle Cruise. Uh, I have no freaking idea. So we are... Uh, I've got a lot going on in my life. Uh, we're in the middle of setting up a move somewhere. Uh, I'm working on getting in touch with uh, skippers and people to tell their stories. What I want to know is what do you want to hear? What do you want to have uh, this experience be? More the same? Do you just want more of the kinds of interviews that we had in the past? Uh, we are... Uh, if I was going to crystal ball this, Madame Leota's head in a... Uh, you know, she's a lovely lady. I took her out to the, uh, uh, the, the, you know, the soda fountain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she had a float. Oh, of course she yeah, did. No. <laughs> um, but if I was going to look in my crystal ball... Uh, I would say I'll probably be putting out uh, two episodes a month for a while. Uh, kind of the same schedule that I had as I procrastinated through the first six seasons. Because um, <laughs> let's be honest, that's what we did. Uh, but yeah, we got 150 episodes up. We just finished up our back catalog review where we played all of the episodes uh, from season one to season six. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up uh, the end of the season six, six ones. Um, 
And uh, they'll actually come after this one. This will be the first one of season seven. Uh, and we're going to have some more episodes and we'll get some more skippers on. If you are a skipper or you do know a skipper who'd like to be on Tales from the Jungle Cruise, send us an email at junglecruise, C-R-E-W-S, at gmail.com. Um, what else? Uh, check us out on Stitcher, uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, or wherever you get fine podcasts. Are you on Spotify? Uh, we are on Spotify. Whoa. Yeah. whoa, it's, whoa, uh, whoa. We're in a lot of places. Uh, let's talk about our Facebook group over at facebook.com slash junglecruise, C-R-E-W-S. Uh, the links will be there also for our skipper store. Um, we like it when you use the links either from our Instagram profile or our, uh, the one over at Facebook because we get extra money from the sales of those things that help fund things like um, microphones and bandwidth and advertising and uh Fun thing. I know it's beautiful. It right? is lovely. Yeah, it's a mic. lovely microphone. Um, so yeah. So uh, take a look. We've got uh, the Skipper Store has seven Skipper artists who have created uh, different designs. Uh, I think we have about a hundred, a hundred and some sudden designs of T-shirts, uh, pillows, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Yes. They call the Skippers at Skipper Canteen Skippers, skippers. and they call. Uh, bartenders at Trader Sam's that they have yeah. are post skippers. So do yeah, you, do so, you... so the, the the Trader Sam's one has changed. Oh, okay, because they're no longer wearing the jungle costume; they're right. wearing the tiki, tiki shirts. Yeah. So I don't think that they're pushing that skipper legacy thing at Trader Sam's as much. Yeah. Uh, in my experience, they have done a fantastic job. Excuse me, with um, Skipper Canteen training. Yeah. And every time that I have had a, uh, a skipper there, they're not waiters. No. Uh, they have been, in their own way, as fantastic and as good as Jungle Cruise. So are they considered part of the diaspora? Or would you they're interview... SEA. They're part of the SEA. Oh, I would interview, yeah. Would you inter- interview yeah. a skipper from there? Oh, All I'd, right. I'd love to chat with someone about how the canteen's put together. I have some of my favorites over there. Yeah, the oh, no, no. I've, I've had a couple people that... My, my, one of my favorites was, uh, you know, back before straws became uh, something that we don't really want to have out there in the, the culture, this guy walked in with a giant handful of plastic straws... And uh, he said, uh, oh, there's a game we like to play in the jungle. Uh, it's called Pick Up Sticks. And he just threw this handful of straws all over the table and walked away. <laughs> um, there's a dessert there that looks like a yellowish sponge cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks, yeah, like, yeah, it looks yeah. like a stick of butter. Yep. Uh, and he made a, some joke. And I was like, yeah, because you have no margarine for air with that. <laughs> and he looked at me and just was like, shut up. And I was, I was quite pleased with uh, – yeah, he better not do that again. <laughs> no, that's uh, – yeah, uh, that was a rough one. So anyway, so uh, yeah, drop us an email, hit us up on Facebook, take a look at the cool t-shirts and stuff. If you're a artist who wants to, uh, whether you're a skipper or not, if you have Jungle Cruise art uh, that you want to contribute to the uh, sorry to the skipper store, uh, talking is hard. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, shoot us a, a message. Uh, we love to hear from you. And uh, now that we're back, we're back. Wow. An hour an hour and 20 minutes later. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skipper Freddie, thank you always. Now let's talk about uh, your other projects. Where can people find your other podcasts? So uh, I would love it. Thank you for the opportunity to, to share to and be it. here. No, well, no, to be here. Yeah. Uh, but I'll plug it. Yeah. So uh, I'm on the Themed Attraction Podcast. I'm a host uh, there, uh, which is a, a podcast for and by theme park designers. 
Uh, we talked to all the folks who uh, have created some of your favorite attractions around the world, not just Disney, um, but Universal, Six Flags, uh, Cedar Fair, Knott's Berry Farm, and people around the world. Some of our recent episodes are with people who have created things in China and Europe, and there's a brand new, the very first, world's first theme park in India. So really cool, interesting stuff with people there. Then I'm also a co-host on Backside of Water. I'm just brand new, got added to that mm-hmm. cast, which is a fantastic place to uh, learn about some of the attractions that you love at Disneyland. They do a um, we're, we're doing a grand circle tour of the parks, uh, ride by ride, land by land. Uh, and I'm c- coming in here right now in Toontown. So um, and then please read uh, some of my articles on FreddieMartin.net. I also write for In Park Magazine. So really fun stuff. I hope you'll check it out. Cool. Well, let's get the uh, camera turned off and hope that the video uh, actually worked for the last hour and a half. That would be pretty terrible if we did all this. And but we have the stick audio. figures. We we'll have just the audio. we'll just put up a little stick figure. All right, guys. So uh, thanks everyone. Kungaloosh, thanks for welcoming us back. And uh, Tales from the Jungle Cruise, it's back. Kangaloosh, everyone.